yeah, man, I put away some beers. I was just cleaning up before I came in here earlier. And it's just empty beer cans stacked everywhere <laughs> in the office. I was like, oh, fuck, I better clean up. Or I'm going to knock all these fuckers over in the middle of the podcast. Nah, that would that, that would have been hella funny, though. Yeah, you um, should have took a picture. Make sure you get a picture of stuff like that. We we can put it up like, yeah. after. The, Do you need the, the evidence of your alcoholism uh, displayed <laughs> for everybody out there? Incorporated in 1875, proclaimed as the City of Destiny, Tacoma has maintained itself as the City of Grid. Tacoma kept its in-your-face artistry and individuality that sets it apart from anywhere else in the world. Our never-say-die attitude continues to this day. We are honored to bring to you those who live in Tacoma and its surrounding areas, whose contributions are what bring this city to life. The reputation is real. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. Here are your hosts. Welcome to the Grid City Podcast. I am Justin. I'm Scott. I'm Jeff. And today is going to be a fun episode. It's going to be hungover news. Why are we hungover? We'll get to that very soon. And once we get with our guest, uh, who is uh, going to be on very shortly, we'll introduce him once he shows up. But it'll be fun. We're going to be talking about Tacoma, and we're going to be talking about movies. And we're probably going to have to reference what happened last night. Uh, If you guys want to check out all of our stuff, you can go to GritCityPodcast.com. Also, you can find us on all sorts of social media where people post some amazing stuff. Most of the time, it's Jeff posting really fun things and pictures of his cat. Uh, but we do share some news, and using the Facebook page, I've tried to use the Facebook stories for what we've got to show off some local stuff. So I don't know. I don't know how you check that out, but look that up. I mean, that's just Facebook. Look up Grid City Podcast. Give us a like and uh, follow all our things. Um, I wanted to talk about a couple of things. First off, last night was amazing, guys. Um, if you're a pa- if you're a patron, uh. Go to Grit City Podcast or go to patreon.com slash Grit City Podcast and you can subscribe to us for as low as four bucks. Uh, but the eight dollar tier gets you really cool merch, uh, including some uh, a chance to buy uh, before anybody else. Some really amazing pieces of art, some of which that Jeff has posted in this discord chat where we're recording, uh, which is free for everyone. Everyone can go to the discord chat. But with the patron last night, we did special content. And this time it was a Clownvis Presley official drinking game watch along. And as such, we decided to record while we watched Clownvis. And um, it actually turned out pretty good. Plus, we turned it into a drinking game. And that's why we're doing hungover news today. Because yeah, we did. I'm not totally hungover, but I'm slow. I'm like, slow. So yeah, that's how I feel. I was a little hungover this morning. Like early, I woke up early. <laughs> My head hurt a little bit. Um, and then uh, you know, I got some some liquids in me, and I'm feeling all right now. Yeah, I got water. Slow. I got coffee. I've got uh, uh, actually, as Clonvis would say, I've got myself some coffee and a little bit of weed. <laughs> and uh, so very. Uh, it, 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 wait, what was I saying? Oh yeah, so the patron. You can go to our patron, and if you subscribe, 
Um, either tier will get you access to the uh, audio last night. You can hear us go along. Then you can watch Convis episode 126 and pop along with all of that as well. Um, lots of fun stuff uh, going on with that. And we've even done the Grit City podcast pre-roll, which was us bullshitting before the actual podcast about an hour. God, no, that wasn't an hour. It was like 20 minutes or so, right? Um, yeah, it was something like yeah. that. It wasn't too long. No, it wasn't too long. But it, it, we talk about some more fun stuff, and that won't be happening for this one because it's just us talking about how hungover we are and how tired we are. <laughs> um, but every once in a while, that'll be special bonus content, uh, including with the patron. You can get stickers, like I said, like hoodies and T-shirts and access to the uh, special shop. That'll get you all sorts of fun stuff. And if you got any suggestions of fun things that you would want, um, I know that some of our patrons, I, I mentioned that somebody could make me do like a shout out or something and say something as long as it's not like terribly bad, like no racist stuff, guys, come on. But uh, and then I forgot where to have them send it to us because I think somebody sent us something, but I don't remember anymore. But basically it would be done in <laughs> this voice. So I do a shout out for you like this. And uh, well. If somebody can remember what they sent, uh, pop uh, and let me know uh, how anything is going on with that. Uh, but anyway, the patron, it's fun. It's great. We're awesome. And it is awesome. And now we uh, actually have our guest with us. And there's a lot of stuff to talk about because he is a pretty cool guy. Um, he is a reporter at the Tacoma News Tribune. He's a contributor at The Stranger and a member of the Washington News Guild which you can find on Twitter at at WA News Guild. It's the Washington State News Guild. We got Chase Hutchinson with us. Chase, how you doing, dude? Good. How are you all doing? Can you hear me okay? Yeah, I can hear you great. Um, yeah. We're, I mean, myself, I'm a little hungover. I'm not going to lie. Uh, Aren't we all these days? <laughs> <laughs> I try not to drink so much when we're, uh, you know, just like, because if I'm deciding just to drink at home now, um, it's all the time. So... Uh, we had this special drinking night where I found I really have found a love for gin. I've never had <laughs> gin before. Well, I had gin once before, which you can hear about on the previous uh, little special Patreon episode. But uh, I came across some of the Rainier gin and uh, got it for a Christmas present, I think from the uh, sister-in-law. And uh, it's fantastic. It's got like little hints of like spruce and juniper and I, uh, a huckleberry or a boysenberry or some shit. I don't know. Anyway, you can look it up because just Google it. But it's really good. I thought it was pretty decent, and I was always horrified by gin, so this works out for me. You put down a, a big chunk of that bottle last night, sir. I kind of did. <laughs> yeah. So a little slow rolling on that. And uh, Chase, you couldn't do, uh, You couldn't actually uh, join us for that. I gave you an invitation to that special uh, shindig because you've been doing some uh, fun stuff with The Stranger, haven't you? Yeah, I'm bummed I, I missed it, but this is actually Sundance weekend, so basically all weekend there have been virtual screenings of some good Sundance films that I've been checking out and writing about with the the folks up there. And yeah, I've noticed that uh, just straight up on your uh, Twitter page, you've been uh, linking out some of the uh, articles that are on The Stranger, but if you go to, uh, uh, oh man, it's Eclectic Hutch, correct? Yes. That's a hard word to just look at and try to try to figure <laughs> out right away. But yeah, so Eclectic Hutch, uh, you can follow him on Twitter. And uh, you've been posting a bunch of the links of uh, the different ones uh, that you've been watching. Uh, what's what's really kind of stood out for you so far? Uh, probably the main one was one I caught yesterday. It's called Wild Indian. 
Um, it was a little bit of a, a mixed response for some people, but but I had really liked it. It's about like two young friends who, after covering up a violent incident from their past, kind of have that haunt them in the future. Mm-hmm. Then the other was one I saw on the first day that was called Censor that I feel like you all would watch for one of your, your drinking nights. Uh, it's like about a video censor person in the 1980s in the UK during the video nasty sort of moral panic where they were very heavily regulating horror films oh, yeah. because they can they, they were convinced it would be lead to the degradation of civilized society and she's she's in charge of doing that and the tapes begin to effectively haunt her and i thought that was pretty good those those have been my top two thus far what was that called again it was called censor censor okay okay that's what i, thought. I just want to make sure that sounds really interesting oh mm-hmm. man. Now, it was a good way to start off. So um, you're reporting for Sundance. Is this like the first time you've had a chance to do something like this? Or is this like a normal thing that you've been able to do? When it comes to Sundance, it was the first time. And it was the first time for many people because they usually have the festival in person in Park City, Utah. But they took it virtual this year, which made it so a lot of people who normally couldn't got to to see some of the good films, attend some of the Q&As, hear from some of the creators. It's been a real good time that... As far as I can see, they haven't had any sort of technical glitches. They're doing basically all of it virtual and pulling it off pretty seamlessly. I, I was pretty impressed, and it's been a, it's been a pretty fun time. That's uh, super amazing. Just I mean, just from the access, uh, accessibility, uh, I think that's like in the last year one of the good things that came from dealing with the pandemic and such as like that is uh, uh, with internet now. I mean a lot of the a lot of the things that people previously couldn't do to you know budget or just not being able to get there in person, uh, you can go ahead and see a lot of this stuff. And I mean, film festivals like this are included, but even just like, I just, I, I know a lot of like different conventions and stuff that just have to go online or even something like the CES where you get to go check out all that tech online before anything else. Yeah, there was this thing I saw where it was like, imagine being a 14 year old kid in a small town and then suddenly being able to get access to all these things that you never would have had any chance in a million years of getting to go to. So Small silver linings here and there. <laughs> and I mean, like last year was a big news year, obviously, but uh, this year hasn't let up either, dude. <laughs> no, it never stops. <laughs> I think the big one I wanted to talk about was the fact that as of this podcast episode, um, when it's released, which is going to be February 1st, we actually in uh, uh, a, a lot of the areas of Western Washington now have a chance to enter phase two of uh, the pandemic opening. And that's actually pretty exciting. Yeah, it's it's got a lot of people gearing up to open up. My my colleague, Christine, who covers a lot of the restaurants in Tacoma, has been tracking down who's opening up. People had been doing patio openings, but no one had been given the go ahead to do indoor dining. And it looks like they're going to make another run at it when people are listening to this. Yeah, uh, I think 25% capacity. Uh, go check out all of this stuff because I don't uh, have it up in front of me right now and I don't want to give people wrong information. But, I mean, it's uh, still a chance for you to uh, uh, patron some of your uh, local establishments, which we've been doing anyway just by getting uh, you know a lot of takeout. Yeah, same. <laughs> <laughs> so, working, uh, you've been working, how long have you been working with the Tacoma News Tribune? About four years now. I started when I was in college as kind of a sports clerk position, just taking calls and getting data down and then kind of moving my way up from there. 
And I know that you do uh, a lot of movie stuff outside of the Tribune. Are you doing any movie stuff with the Tribune specifically? Uh, not as much these days. Kind of okay. when okay. everyone took budget cuts, arts and culture stuff can sometimes be the first stuff to go. But yeah. I'm still enjoying the, the work I'm getting to do with them and, and my good colleagues there. What's some of the stuff that's kind of interested you? I mean, like this year, it's been a lot of national news, but what's some of the local stuff that you've worked on that you felt that was uh, uh, pretty interesting for people to know? Well, I would say kind of a a crossover of those things where we found ourselves kind of in the middle of somewhat of a a national news situation, which was when, geez, it would have been last Sunday, right about now, I was preparing to go out with my colleague Josh to cover some of the protests that were happening downtown following the incident that had happened prior to that. I don't know if you want to jump into that right away, but that's, that's probably been the biggest thing that we've all had to jump on collectively as a newsroom. And I think, yeah, I mean, we should really talk about what happened because it hit national news, um, was a big thing that happened here. And, uh, I mean, yeah. Do you want to quickly kind of run down stuff like that since you're way more informed than, than us? (laughs) Sure. Sure. So, uh, last Saturday evening, um, I guess when people are listening to this two Saturdays ago, There was, just before 7 p.m., a a group of people that were downtown on on South 9th and that were doing stunts in cars, spinning in circles, donuts, stuff like that. And then police were called to the scene. Uh, My colleague Josh put together a great video using police scanners and some of the -the on-the-ground video to kind of create a timeline of it. But essentially, a, a patrol car showed up. A group of people kind of surrounded them. They appeared to to back up proceeded to rev their engine and then go forward, hitting the crowd, knocking several people to the ground and and running over at least one person before driving on. Thankfully, no one was killed. Um, Some people were hospitalized, but were later released. Um, The investigation is currently ongoing. But then the night after that, I went out with my colleague Josh to, to cover some of the protests of people coming out to express their concerns about not just that issue, but a few other issues that I got to hear from them about. And uh, I remember that because I remember hearing uh, the incident go down. And I mean, with technology of how it is today, what, being able to watch it from multiple angles um, and seeing all the Twitter video out there and then making that to, you know, um, more legitimate news sources. Um, and then even watching the um, uh, the protest that happened the day after. Um, it was interesting because of the amount of people that were live streaming. I mean, you, you know, are down there, you know, checking all of this out and talking to people and there's, but there's just people out there on whatever things getting like the raw video. And that's gotta be kind of an interesting aspect in terms of like news gathering as well for you. Do you ever look at those, um, after the fact, if you're down in a, uh, in, in a place on location, does that ever cross your mind on doing something like that? Uh, sometimes when, when I was out that night and then we'll go back to my home to then file the story and write up some of the interviews I'd done with people and kind of put it together what happened, I'll then be kind of in the background monitoring some of that to see if anything changes and I need to head back out. Um, that night I didn't because everything had kind of been quieting down by the time I went home, but it's something you keep on in the background just to see if there's anything you need to leap back on to get back into what's going on. It was interesting just because you said there was a bunch of different people um, dealing with a lot of different issues. I saw uh, a poster or a poster, a flyer, a big banner for uh, uh, Manny Ellis, um, which we know about stuff that happened uh, earlier this summer. Um, But then also I was noting that 
there seemed to be a fair amount of people from out of town that weren't from Tacoma. Uh, at least people were saying that as such. Um, did you get a feeling of that? So the the thing I kind of always want to split the thin the, thread the needle, so to speak, on this is that there were people from Tacoma there. There were people that were coming out. Like you said, there were people that have known about Manny Ellis, who was a 33-year-old black man who died in police custody in March. Mm-hmm. Uh, my colleague Stacia had broken the story that the Pierce County Medical Examiner had determined his cause of death was of respiratory arrest, which a lot of people have been calling for greater investigation into. Um, but so far, that's still ongoing through the attorney general. When it comes to people being from out of town, there was an abundantly clear feeling that some people didn't know where things were. When when the march started out, we went up the hill, which Tacoma <laughs> Hills marching straight up. Not exactly easy going. That's why I was going to um, ask you about how your legs feel it after all of that. Honestly, when you're kind of in it, you're just focusing on what's going on, keeping your head on a swivel, trying to hear as much as what's going on, talk to people. All right, this is going to be a strange comparison. Are you familiar with the program All Gas, No Breaks? Um, no. Yes, I am. Okay, Scott. Is. Okay. What is it, Scott? <laughs> um, it's a YouTube uh, series, mostly. Um, a guy just kind of travels around and uh, him and his buddies and just get a feel for what's going on. Okay. It's, it's, it's really a great show. Okay, cool. The reason it came to my mind is because he had been both in Minneapolis, Minnesota, when there were the protests following George Floyd's death. He was in Portland. And for some people who have many justified criticisms of the way media covers things, where it can often be that you don't hear from people on the ground and it's very distant and just approaching everything kind of coldly. I, I honestly hear some of those criticisms. So I tried to hear from people as much as I could on the ground, talk with them, which is something that he does. He he is able oh, to go in there because okay. he doesn't have a boss. My boss would probably get a little upset with me if I was in the middle of something and potentially at risk. Yeah. But I still managed to get to hear from some good people about why they were there, what was going on, concerns they had. And it, it there was a lot going on, but it, it was good to hear from people. Well, and that was I saw because uh, I was following the uh, following Twitter pretty hard when it was going down. And I saw that you had tweeted that you were out there. And like the first thing I was like, do is like, dude, stay safe. Like. Uh, I saw the fires, and other than that, it didn't seem like anything was necessarily violent until they passed in front of the jail, uh, and then some windows were busted and some vandalism occurred. But at the same point, it's like I like just knowing how the response has been a lot of the times with these. You just don't know what to expect from either side. So I was just like, dude, I hope just I hope. I mean, I feel that you're professional, but it's also I know you, man. Be careful. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate that. Um, as, from what I could see, you were right. There were some windows that were broken, some vandalism that was done. My colleague Stacia had reported earlier in the evening that the Pierce County Sheriff's Department had said that they were going to lower the bar on arresting people. Um, prior to that, they had said they were going to try and avoid doing that um, due to COVID concerns and not wanting to have too many people being booked and potentially yeah. coming to close contact. But they said earlier on that they were going to try and really, really crack down if needed. That's not what ended up happening. I I didn't see any wide-scale arrests. There were two arrests early in the evening, but those people were later released, and we don't know if they were affiliated with the protest, where they were coming from, but they had been breaking into a building above where everyone was gathering and later were found to have a couple different weapons, but we're, we're still waiting on information about what happened there. Um, but on the whole, few windows broken, some people tagging a few things but on the whole it was it was a relatively peaceful night that never escalated much beyond that and i, I was kind of happy to see all of that and i mean 
Uh, I know that you can't speculate being a neutral source, and I really do uh, respect that. But I'm going to speculate, and I feel that those guys Uh-oh. just had a little bit of uh, a bad timing, and maybe they were just trying to do a little illegal activity, and suddenly a protest uh, broke out right around them, and they got caught. <laughs> you think it was just a case of like just being in the wrong place at the wrong time? They just didn't yeah. even know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would just like, I can just imagine them being like, what the hell's going on? Why, why, why are there cops everywhere? What happened? It's it, like a Guy Ritchie movie or something. Man. Yeah, totally. <laughs> that's my, uh, uh, that's my reality. I choose to believe on that one. But yeah. So, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot of stuff that's been going down. And that was, especially when, you know that it's going to be something that could potentially be like a national news story. So everyone's just all hands on deck when it comes down to that. Yeah. And I, cause I'm here talking with you, but it's been a, a huge team effort. And so yeah. I want to give shout outs to Allison needles, who I think has been on the, the podcast with you all before in Absolutely. a different lifetime. Craig sailor jumped on some of the initial coverage. Stacia Glenn was covering everything. Josh Bessex was out with me all night and the days prior. Um, he is our all hands on deck photographer whenever something breaks like yesterday there was the fire um yeah. that was that was happening he's covering that so he's he's getting all the visuals where we're putting in the work basically all hours late into the night um trying to trying to get this story and get as much information as we can because it's it's important that we we track this from from start to finish as much as we can and that's what i respect about i mean just traditional news uh sources on all of that because it's like everyone can get their news instantly but i mean we've seen it especially with like something like the pandemic information comes out nobody knows how to process it and then you realize well it's not the whole story yet so the fact that you can go and go to a traditional news source which you can still get on tacomanewstribune.com and find all of that information and then boom you can actually get uh, a thorough story with that yeah, and I would also like to say it's it's not just us. I know KNKX has been doing a lot of good work. They've been wanting to hear from people. There's there's always going to be, and I, I don't mean to say this too derisively to national news because I think they do good work, <laughs> but there's always going to be big national news that comes in for the day of, maybe the day later, and then fly away and then go out. But we're we're here because we're living in this community, wanting to get the information for our fellow community members as, as much as we can, because it's important. Mm-hmm. Um, and we, we have some sleepless nights, but it's, it's worth it in the end. I, I, I think I got to sleep at sometime past midnight. It was, it was all a bit of a haze that Sunday night. Um, I should have brought hand warmers that worked because the hand warmers I brought <laughs> oh, no. as soon as I took them out of the container, they stopped working, Boom. which was unfortunate. But yeah, for the next time, maybe. Well, and that was one of the things, too, was like uh, that week was cold anyway. And I see all these right. people out there. And I mean, there was, you know, over 100 people easily. And I'm just like, man, all these people can be cold. Like, I guess you're getting a workout going up those hills. But at that same point in time, uh, it, it's still cold. <laughs> yeah the the workouts kept you warm but as i was trying to tweet out things i started to notice my hands were starting to shake and i was like it'd be easy if i had those fingerless gloves where you could still tweet and oh, yeah. type things out while still having some warmth but i'll have to invest in those for next time get yourself some of them big old bernie mittens <laughs> yeah exactly that that would have been good uh i know there's i mean i guess then at that point the chance to be able to go and do something like reporting on sundance and like movies uh, is kind of a welcome reprieve, even though you're still, you know, you're still doing your job. Yeah, it's a different job, and it's something I, I'm doing in a freelance capacity when I'm not working at the Tribune because these days I'm at home all the time. So 
when I'm not doing that, it's kind of nice to have have something on the side. And they're also a really good group of folks over there writing writing some good stuff about the the other films there. And they were they were in the midst of some protests right outside their offices over the summer as well. And just just getting to see on the ground video of people in the midst of it as much as they can, covering everything that's going on. It's it's something we sometimes take for granted, but without it, we we might not be able to see everything that's going on in the and be able to know everything that we can about things that impact us, about what what's happening in our communities. I mean, that's like I mean that's just I'm trying to get like more in on all of that as well in my local areas because I've got the 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 local temporary housing uh, off of 60th and McKinley that's near my house so I've been trying to you know pay attention to a lot of that sort of stuff too because that's a big thing that's in the news because they're making more and more of those and I mean thank goodness for the fact that it's freaking cold out there on just any aspect of that I you want can see um, what, a huge difference in how. Um local the local media treated this versus how uh the, the national media treated this yeah i mean just on the fact that i mean i don't know watching it live too it was like any a lot of the times you see something you're like well that's not necessarily how that was so i don't know it's like that instant yeah. gratification stuff and it, it did get me through the week i i follow uh chase on twitter and and the rest of the people in the guild you know that i can mm-hmm. find you know, and you had the mm-hmm. Capital City uh, march, at, or the people were protesting there. I followed that, followed the incident down in Tacoma. And uh, I really uh, trust it, because, you know, everybody's on Twitter, right? Yep. There's just some things you can't trust the source. But it was like the way everybody was interacting, you could, like, triangulize, uh, you know, the information, <laughs> you know, to say, yeah, that that's the way it happened. Uh, and it you know, so it was very informative. You guys are, are on the spot, it seems like, and keeping it correct and correct and accurate. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that. Um, it's it's what we need to have above all else, and that trust is something we take very seriously and work very hard for. Um, so, yeah, genuinely, that means a lot. But if there if there are still areas where we're coming short, then that's something we need to work on too. But I think genuinely, in this case, we we jumped into action. There's still things where if if we get asked questions we don't know, we might not be able to provide the answers right away. But that's because we have to to verify everything, chase everything down. And in the coming weeks and months, because this is a, a story that doesn't just stop with the initial incident itself, it's it's something we're we're doing. So I appreciate you saying that. Did you have any um, any problems? Were you approached by anybody? Did you have any issues when you were down there at all? Um, there was a, a brief time and like I said, head on a swivel where someone approached us and was saying, please don't take photos of us. And it was it was one of the people that had been going over to break the windows. Um, and we sort of not not confrontationally, but subtly let him know that there were security cameras all over the building that he was breaking the windows of. So regardless yeah. of whether we're media on the ground, there's stuff that's already there. And it's it's our job, no matter what, to to capture everything that's going on. So where there was that interaction, but on the whole, the people I got to talk to were very open and, and honest about about everything that was going on. What did you get the what the general feel was um, from the people? Was it as divided as you said uh, before? Like, was it just a whole bunch of people with different like total agendas, or did it all kind of f- fall under the same umbrella? 
Well, when it comes to a big protest like that, like you said, it was over 100 people, potentially as many as 200 people that it was pushing. There's going to be lots of different groups of people. I talked to a couple of people from Federal Way who who expressed concerns and mentioned Manny Ellis, wanted the the officers in that to be fired, especially the they had mentioned concerns about the fifth officer that had just been found to be involved that had previously not been known to be involved, even as had been investigated for several months. But then there were the people that didn't talk to me that were largely silent and those those were the ones that i think stayed most of the night um it did kind of over the evening dwindle out and the the general feeling i will say without sort of injecting too much of what i was feeling into it was confusion there were a couple different times where things turned around we were going up and down not not with a lot of direction there was one person from Tacoma who came over to me as as things were starting to get set on fire and remarked to me that they were concerned that, uh, quote, someone from Tacoma wasn't leading this protest on a megaphone, which became abundantly clear when it, it was that no one quite knew where we were going or where things were. But we, we were there to just witness it all and take it down as much as we could, no matter no matter which directions we we went. <laughs> Yeah, and that's, I mean, even watching it, it was just kind of strange seeing, like, going up and down. I was like, well, maybe they're going this way, and then they just don't. I was like, oh, okay. I really thought it maybe it would have ended up somewhere, like, around what uh, Wright Park or something, because it seemed like they were um, uh, going there. But then they just kind of went around in circles a couple times, and I was like, well, it's late. I got to go to bed. There was some talk where people were considering making some sort of uh, demonstration outside of the city manager's house. It's been something Ooh. protesters have called for as being a, a person that could in their eyes, fire both the officer involved in this situation, but mm-hmm. then also the officers involved with Manny Ellis. The Tacoma mayor had called for her to do so back last year. Um, she yeah. so far has declined to do so. But even with those calls, it seemed like no one knew where to go with that was. And they ended up not doing that. Um, whether that's because they changed their mind or because they didn't have the directions, I I can't speculate on that part of it. But there there were some calls to have us do that, but that never ended up materializing. Has stuff like this uh, in the most recent months been kind of the, I I I, I don't want to say it like it like it's dangerous, but I mean there's a little bit of danger there. But has this been like the more intense stuff or the most intense stuff that you've been doing? Um, in in some ways, I think I was prepared and brought everything I needed to that night. Um, there was my colleague Sarah Gensler, who I won't talk about too much, just because. It's it's not my quite place and story to talk about it, but she was reporting at the Capitol and actually was confronted by a, a right wing protester with a gun who previously in the day had pepper sprayed a, a couple other journalists randomly who attempted to grab her phone and, and threatened her and said that he was going to kill all journalists within the, the next year. Um, so that that's the type of thing that you don't want to see. And, and thankfully, nothing like that happened the night I was out. Um, but I think it was it was a very different crowd, and and Sarah's okay, and I won't talk good, about good, it too much because yeah. it's it's not my place to do that. But it's one of those things where uh, you don't want to see it. And I actually got to talk with the AP photographer who had been out with her that night, or had been out with her that day, and then was out with me last night. And it was it's it's good that you always want to kind of work in numbers if you can, kind of have yeah. a, a photographer by your side. So Josh and I had each other's back, and we we were there with the AP photographer as well. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Well, I I saw that happen. You know, when it happened, that's what I was saying that that, that tri- triangulation thing. That so I saw another video somebody posted of that redheaded guy, and earlier in the day, and I and I said, oh, we got to keep an eye on that guy, you know. And then later on in the day, she posted, 
you know, on Twitter, what happened to her. And that little video clip she showed was the same gear he was wearing, you know, when he was at the governor's mansion. Yeah. And I was going, I was going like, I, I know that guy, <laughs> you know, like, and it was like, hi, you know, and I saw the other people were commenting on it. So I said, yeah, you know, it, it, it was cool. Yeah. In that way, as far as information. Yeah. You, know? you can follow that information. It's just like terrifying the fact that. Yes. There's just like people down there. I mean, you're like literally just trying to do your job and be a neutral reporting facility, showing what's going on with that, gathering the information. And there's such a vitriol that they'll do that. And it's, I don't I, I know. You don't I'm think about journalism being like this, uh, this terribly scary job, but it, it is. And it's, it seems Dude. like it's getting more and more um, dangerous for you guys out there. Yeah. It's not something you necessarily plan to, to go out and have, have all the stuff you need to, in case there's things that escalate, but we're, we're committed to do the job. Um, we think it's important. We we wish we didn't have to put ourselves out there in some ways, but if if we weren't there, then potentially be stuff that we could miss, and it's and it's important that we are. Um, our employer has gone as far as to offer us uh, vests when we need them, so that's good. We're we're feeling supported there, but yeah, it's it can be a lot. But again, I I try not to center myself in what's going on as much as possible because we're not the story. We're the ones who are meant to pay attention to the story and hear from the people that are there and are wanting to make their voices heard and kind of hear what their message is and then just report back about, about what went on. Well, I'm sure some of our listeners out there maybe know of a place that'll get you some like, like, like ninja classes or like some sort of like, like Cobra Kai stuff going on. So you can go out there and classes strike first, go out and do some street beefs. Yeah. Oh dude, straight up. Yeah. We'll get you to, we'll get you out to street beefs. I, I hope that would be a last resort, but in case I need it, that'd be good to have. <laughs> or maybe we'll just get Pookie to be his uh, security. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, well, uh, not not to make light of, of Hutchins Associates out there in the real world. When I uh, took photo- when I did a photography for AAU, I had my life threatened by like a, a nine nine year old soccer mom. You know <laughs> what? Because I was standing in her way. Oh yeah, those people. <laughs> and it's like no this is you know this is my fucking event i'm supposed to be here man i like i had people just stare me down and say you're in my spot or how long are you going to stand there or why are you taking pictures of my kid that's always the best <laughs> why are you taking pictures <laughs> of my kid oh yeah oh. yeah so but uh <laughs> but yeah people just don't like if they don't understand who you are and I had to make my own credentials, my boss didn't care whether I got pummeled or not. So I made my little, <laughs> oh, and ahead, that Jeff. was scary too. That was scary too. Cause you could, it was my own credential that I made. And whenever security would come up to me and say, Hey, what are you doing here? I say, I'm here taking pictures. And he goes, oh, okay. <laughs> he didn't yeah. even check or confirm or call. And this is Disney. This is on Disney property, by the way. But I always thought that was fun. And I just thought how easy it is in life if I, if I could just walk around my little fake lanyard and go, yeah, I'm, I'm here to take pictures. Right. Come on in. Yeah, man. A, a lanyard with your picture on it will get you almost anywhere. It, like, <laughs> seriously, like, if you clean up just a little bit, like, I literally know a guy that who wore a golf shirt, printed his own press badge. And this is terrible. And sorry, Chase, that people do this. But 
he got uh, he got a little soundbite of Christine Gregoire when she uh, like did the old uh, like uh, christening of the new fucking was it she like the anniversary of like the new bridge like the new Narrows Bridge. I don't think it was like it actually coming out because it's been up for a while. But like he was just able to get like a question with her, and they were just like, "Yeah, no problem. You look like you're okay." And I'm like, "That dude is not put together." He just wore a golf shirt and somehow that managed to work. So I don't know. I just saying security's kind of lax. Maybe up the security a little bit. There you go. <laughs> but I, I got. I want to change the path a little bit back yeah. to movies. Uh, go uh, for it. Be, okay, because uh, got a VR headset for Christmas on Oculus, and I watched a couple movies in a couple different theaters, and it really did changed the experience for me the fact that uh i'm not watching it on my wall you know in my house or even watching it on the tv and i was thinking about how just the atmosphere that my brain thought i was in really changed the way i watched the movie uh have you tried maybe reviewing in a, in a vr headset no so you're saying you're in vr sitting in a seat looking at a screen exactly yes. Holy oh, shit. I've never done that. No, I haven't either. Oh, wow. Yeah, you can look around and see the seats next to you and everything. Is anybody else sitting next to you chomping really loud on their popcorn? <laughs> and... No. They, 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 you could probably set it up for that. You know? <laughs> but, but like, you can watch it on a space station, watch it on the moon. You know, it's, oh. it's, it's just fun. It's And I just thought, man, I'm watching, uh, having a movie experience. Uh, uh, I, I do like watching movies with my wife, too. So that's the only thing that I miss. So now we're about to go get another headset so we could virtually sit in the same room. <laughs> <laughs> watch the same but, thing. Think of, but think about that. I mean, like, there's obviously the real fear that people have and they're going to have about going to movies. And um, when movie theaters reopen, which I hope they will, eventually I will go to movies again because I like that shared movie experience. But maybe a virtual one like this where you could actually, yeah, fill up all the seats. And, I mean, you could probably collectively mute people who won't shut the fuck up or turn off their mic or anything like that. But that would still, I don't know. Is that is it good enough? Is that interesting? It is, I think it is. Well, that's something we have to try. I know the, the Oculus that I have, they do have a place. I forgot the name of it big screen or something like that where they do have movie rooms that they have uh hmm. oh yeah they, they they do have screening parties so yeah they'll tell you hey in, in this in this app you know at seven o'clock we're all going to be watching the 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 streaming thing. gcpvr we're going to do this eventually this is what our like right? clown vis screenings are going to turn into when we can like throw popcorn oh, no. at this stuff <laughs> <laughs> would you like how do you feel about that chase I think it could be cool because I, I will say uh, there was a movie I saw at Sundance. It's called On the Count of Three. Uh, it's with this director, Gerard Carmichael, who normally does stand up, but he wrote and directed this feature film that is basically two friends who agree to have a suicide pact together. So it's a pretty intense experience, but it's one I missed being able to see with a crowd and with an audience being able to talk with people afterwards. And they are still doing like a, a Q and a afterwards, but it's like a YouTube stream yeah. and people can ask questions, but you don't get to hear kind of people's reactions or what they laugh at. All those things make every single screening in a, in a movie going to be a different experience. So yeah, if if that's something that the future could hold with VR, I don't know. It'd, be, it'd still be a little different, but maybe it's something the the future could 
try try to mimic as much as possible. Oh well, I, yeah, I think it's going that way. And if the movies catch on, and here's a million dollar idea, so whoever can do it <laughs> is like, so if we're watching an X Men movie, it will say this was this X Men movie works best in this theater, in this theater, this virtual theater. That's awesome. Go to that, and and it would be like you know when the scenes in the movies come on, the light you know change, and you maybe have a little extra bit of rumble going on, you know that I I do think that uh, the you know headsets are going to be getting lighter, and uh, you know they might add a little bit of smell of vision in there or something, you know. <laughs> well, uh, I mean they already got 4DX, which personally I fucking hate. Yeah. But is that where they like move you around in your yeah. chair too? Yes, yeah. I, uh, I loved it. I watched uh, Black Panther on it and was literally wrecked for the next two days. Now, (laughs) I'll preface this by saying that I have puked on a Ferris wheel and I do not do well in a passenger seat (laughs) of a car. So uh, 4DX is not for me. I do not know how to ride it. And it was especially brutal for me. Um, but yeah, it's the ones where the seats move around. The seats will punch you in the back when people get shot. They'll spray per- <laughs> perfume in the air. They'll spritz you with some water, and it it's a yeah, it, it's a total novelty thing. There's one up in Seattle. Um, I think the Meridian 16 has it, or the one by the GameWorks. I don't know which one that is. Um, but they do have one that they've been doing that stuff with. So once those reopen, I'm assuming those will be fine. But I didn't like it. Apparently, Scott it. had a great time. I did. I loved it. I saw Black Panther in it. I I thought it was fantastic. (laughs) It was awesome. Can you guys think of, um, because I totally have one, but can you guys think of any movies you've watched um, where the theater like added to to the whole experience besides Uh, the 40? uh, Chase, do you have one right away or? Yeah, unfortunately, it was the last movie I saw in a theater and it was Cats. Oh, no. I actually I saw, I know, it's, if, if theaters go away and that is the last movie I see in theaters, I will be forever, forever sad. But it was at the Grand Cinema's, like, sort of weird elephant midnight screening. Oh, nice. And it, it was, Cats was very strange in not always a good way, but seeing it with people that, like, could collectively just be horrified by it and confused, that, that, that's something you can't ever replicate anywhere else. I love I love the Weird Elephant um, and their midnight screenings. We did uh, the Room, which was oh gosh, yeah, oh it was fantastic. Uh, I I think we've only done that one once, but I remember seeing Fight Club there. I don't know if it was Weird Elephant or if it was just a, one of their late night screenings. Um, but seeing I like I'll always watch Fight Club when I have a chance to see it in a theater. Um, even though the message might not totally hold up, I'm still fine with it. Um. But then that and God, well, there's there's some other ones that we've watched. I wanted to like rent out that place to do something sometime, but I don't know what yet. <laughs> I know we keep talking about that. We we have to do it at some point. I know I want to do like a steampunk night or something, but there's not enough good steampunk movies. There's not trash. enough good steampunk anything. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> oh, someone's getting someone's getting taken off the old uh, bar list there. You start too many fights at my joking. bar, sir. Uh, <laughs> I will. Hey, uh, oh, go ahead, sir. I was gonna just throw in one last one. It was also a Grand Cinema Weird Elephant Night, but they did it a little different. They brought in a bunch of comedians to effectively do their own mystery science theater for Point Break, nice. and I wasn't sure how well it would go, but it turned out to be pretty fun for the original Point Break with uh, Keanu Reeves and yeah. Gary Busey. It was it was a time. Wow, 
Yeah, that would be fun. I would want to do that too. I mean, that's essentially what we were doing for Clownvis uh, last night, and that was yeah. super fun. Like it's fun for us. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Yeah, like listening back to it. I mean, Jeff's listening back. I don't know how entertaining it'll be for other people, but I had fun. I drank. Me too. So I mean, that's Me all that kind of gets down with that. Uh, going for the my favorite theater experience movie. Um, is I'm a uh, yeah. My wife's still here. I'm gonna embarrass her. Um, was we uh one of the first dates with my wife? We were supposed to go to a comedy show that I was supposed to get tickets to. And I didn't um, <laughs> through the means to which I thought I was going to get tickets did not come through. Oh. And so we were kind of just stuck. Uh, and this was at uh, the parlor in Bellevue. And it's attached to the theater there. And they've got the fancy ass bowling alley that has a red velvet rope on Friday nights. And we ended up uh, since it was pretty late, probably about 1030 or so. We're like, well, fuck, what are we going to do? Well, the theater had. The Blair Witch Project playing. Mm. No, it was Paranormal Activity. I watched <coughs> Blair Witch a lot earlier in Lakewood, and that was when my buddy got sick from the motion, and he had to run out of the theater. Yeah, Blair that's Witch a different story. Sick too. Um, but no, sorry, this was Paranormal Activity, and didn't know anything about it because it was such a low release, like it was kind of under the radar sort of thing. And so we're like, well, let's go see this. Like early date. We're going to a horror movie. What? And packed house. Completely packed house. And it was some of the most tense, like the like the collective tension in the room was outstanding. Like just how everyone was just so fucking hooked on it all. And then it gets to the scene where uh, they have to kind of fast forward it because she's just she like stands up and is all spooky and shit, and then like stands and just stares at him like over the bed, and it's like super creepy. And then like fast forward it a whole bunch, and then like she's like kind of wobbling back and forth, and it looks kind of goofy. Well, the tension is just massive here, and my wife starts giggling, and it's this. This is when I find out that she, when she gets nervous, she giggles. And just how it unnerved everybody in the theater as it happened. So much of the guy next to me told, like shushed her, which was fantastic. She was oh, embarrassed. No. And I thought, oh, it was a, I loved it. Just because that just that, in addition to the movie, like collectively fucked up everybody. And it was fantastic. And that's what I miss. I just miss the collective list, just like the emotion that everyone will have with stuff. Like even when it comes down to like cheering or any of that, you know. Now yeah. I'm getting all sad. I know. We'll go <laughs> yeah. back to it. Well, I I was thinking in the future yet yeah, events like that, if they could, because um, I was just thinking about getting dressed up to go to a movie or something like that, that, that had a theme. Um, I bet you that's going to be really big or could be really big after the COVID lifts, you know. Um, people are going to want to get dressed up again. People are going to want to, uh, you, you Hell know, go yeah. out to an event. We'll figure it out. Yeah. I mean, phase two, Tacoma Comedy Club's uh, opening up. So, hey, we'll get I, got a, I got a coaster question for... Uh, oh, shit, yeah. So, it's, uh, it's from Cowboy. It says, hey, Chase, have you ever... Reviewed a movie that totally blew you away. If so, what was the movie? Yeah, it, it's always a, a pleasure when that happens and it completely 
I guess kind of catches you off guard. Um, even even as you'd known things for for last year, it would probably have been Charlie Kaufman's. I'm thinking of ending things. Um, Charlie Kaufman is one of my favorite kind of writer and directors. He made Synecdoche, New York, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind was one he wrote. And it it was a book I'd read where essentially it's two people going on a road trip. They're a couple to visit the other person's family. And I don't want to say anything more than that, but just kind of the way it slowly descends into being kind of a waking nightmare is is really, really good. But I don't know. I don't want to say anything more than that, but you can watch it on Netflix. That that was the one that really caught oh, me off guard with how well nice. I thought it was put together. Nice. That's I got the official trailer. Yeah. Is everybody yeah. typing into their computers right now? <laughs> I know I, I know I reference obscure ones, but he, he always just can kind of create a very particular feeling of dread. If if you watch the trailer, she's going to visit the boyfriend's parents and she comes in and the dog is like shaking as a dog would to like get water off it or whatever, but then it just like won't stop and it's like it almost like broke. And it's yeah. And so it's it's just very particular about how every single moment is is put together in a way that sticks out to me as one of my best from from last year. So yeah, that would be the one that pops into my mind first. Awesome, hey, man! And mine after saying all that, I was I was going to pop in and say, well, and it's true, mine is Boogie Nights. <laughs> yeah, Boogie Nights is good. <laughs> but every but like if you haven't seen the movie, all everyone talks about is Mark Wahlberg's fake donger. <laughs> but it's there's more to it than that it, there's so much more and I, yeah i was my wife said the same thing he goes is that where he shows his dick and i go yeah but if that's the only thing she goes i go apparently you did not because if that's the only thing you remember you didn't watch the movie and so the, i made i made her watch it the scene where they're going to get drugs and then it's like jesse's girl is playing and there's the person throwing <laughs> firecrackers in the corner that's that's one of my favorite scenes it's really great Right, everybody's getting sweaty and and because everyone's so tense. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, and even the camera work when they're walking through like a party scene, and it's so subtle. Mm-hmm. I have to remind myself. It's just, I think it's a single shot. I don't. I don't know. I don't yeah, know. the opening one where it's everyone roller skating around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was like that's fabulous, man. And even the actors, every actor was like the top actor, in my opinion. You know, in their game, uh, isn't isn't Burt opinion. Reynolds in that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> and you don't think, yes, <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the thing. And you don't think, hey, that's Burt Reynolds. You think this is a uh, you know a porn director, my hero, right? But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but but. But you don't, yeah, and you don't think, oh, that's Burt Reynolds every time he comes on. I have to remind myself, and I'll turn to my wife and say, hey, that's Burt Reynolds. The funny, thing is, the funny thing is, Burt Reynolds hated that movie. He fired oh. his agent after he was in it. It's really bizarre, because I think it's one of his greatest movies, but yeah, he doesn't like it. It's always interesting when that happens. Yeah, no, I just thought the whole thing, the chemistry and the, the yeah, from A to Z of that movie. Mm-hmm. Get, Damn it! Now we're gonna have to go started. watch Boogie Nights again. Yeah, right. It's it's go pretty ahead. long, but it's worth it. It's really good. <laughs> right, and Crazy. that's the other thing. They made it work. They they I think they literally tell the story of each and every character that comes on the screen. Hmm. What's been like? Uh, just because you you just thinking about like the rewatch. What's a movie that you like watched 
and then rewatched and were more blown away by. And I'm gonna like let you think on that for a second because I want to talk about the movie I just watched this weekend. <laughs> but uh, uh, the the wife and I ended up watching The Witch, which mm. is available on Canopy. Canopy with a K. It's the app, the library app. If you're in the local area, you can watch it there. We paid for it on Amazon because we didn't figure that out until afterwards. But um, I remember watching it back in a screener in like 2015 or so and be like, yeah, that was a good movie. And then watching it again this weekend and was just like, that, ah, that's a good one movie. And we ended up, the wife and I, just talking about it for the next like day or so. And I was like, that for me, that marks a good movie if you can get, keep on talking about it, you know? Mm-hmm. For me, it was probably Possessor from from last year. It was directed by Brandon Cronenberg, who, yes, it's that Cronenberg. It's his son. And I thought the first time, and it kind of didn't connect with me, but the second time around was where I really kind of bought into it. It's essentially where there's this woman who works for this mysterious company where they take over people's body to do some sort of corporate espionage type stuff. So it's a sci-fi premise, but... It ends up being really horrifying with a lot of body horror stuff, but about her kind of losing connection with who she was because with each person that she takes over, she slowly loses part of who she is and almost begins to forget what her real life is like. And it it was really good. There's a moment where it has that thing where things feel a little bit off and then you're like, oh, this is a Canadian movie. There's certain things that don't <laughs> feel American. And not that that's bad. It's just like, oh, wait, what is that landmark? Where is that? Oh, we're in Canada right now. I didn't realize. Why is that person being so nice? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Canadian horror where everyone's a little more polite. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) As they're killing you. Well, I mean, that's, you say body horror, and there's not a whole lot of body horror movies out there. Um, Mm -mm. Especially ones that are done well. And so had to have something like that. And then, I mean, it's got obviously the Cronenberg name on it. I have to imagine there's a little bit of a, a similarity when it comes into that interestingness. Yeah, they, he definitely is his father's son, but he, he still does some of his own stuff in it in, in ways that I appreciated, where it kind of ends up being much more emotionally profound than I expected with just yeah. like one change in line towards the end that that worked really well. But I like body horror. Um, I think they always do interesting things. Like, I don't know if do you, did you ever hear of the the movie Raw? It was this French cannibal movie from Julia Descarnoux, where it's this girl goes yeah. to veterinarian school and she's a vegetarian, <laughs> but then begins to quote develop a taste for meat. And it's it's like a coming of age cannibal story, but it's really good. Yeah, I, I'm I'm referencing some obscure ones I know. <laughs> no, it's fun though because a lot of these are actually pretty readily available now and. This is a good thing for people out there who are like, oh, I've seen everything right now on Netflix and stuff. Maybe you haven't. Maybe you want to watch some weird, really weird fucked up movies. That's the fun part about it. You get into the weird stuff now. We're almost, right. we're yeah, almost exactly. a year into this pandemic in isolation. Now you're into the weird stuff. <laughs> hey, if there's ever a time for it, it's when <laughs> you're just stuck at home and slowly losing your mind. Mm-hmm. Might as well see a movie where everyone does as well. <laughs> oh, I mean, yeah, I- well, go ahead and go, Jeff. Yeah, I like uh, going to Amazon and just going through all the lists. I've watched, I think, last week uh, a lot a lot of POV type of movies. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, no, right. The horror, horror type, the horror type uh, <laughs> movies, which which I, I love. Uh, even the real bad ones, it's got to be real bad or real good. I don't like it when they, <laughs> when when they're like halfway in the middle 
um, of stuff. But, uh, uh, and some, uh, uh, not movies, but um, series that maybe have mm-hmm. just lasted like five episodes. Those seem to be really fun, you know, to watch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. That's just a statement. <laughs> you know, like, that's, that's what i did like, last week but yeah was, but it's just we're getting stuff out there man. Oh, what was that uh, movie you had us watch uh oh night or what the hell was it oh the stakeout, stakeout. yeah stakeout <laughs> yeah jeff found jeff found a movie that was it's like uh it's a micro budget movie and uh just was about what was it matheson washington yeah. 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 So like a dude made a it's about a movie about a guy who made a movie and then someone told him a mo- his movie wasn't accurate about how to kill vampires. So he's like, "Well, I'm <laughs> going to make a movie about this guy who now knows how to make or how to kill vampires." So it's kind of Blair Witchy and not great, but I mean and <laughs> <laughs> not great. <laughs> it takes a long time for them to establish their characters and then to get into stuff. So that's, I mean, it again. It's a lot of talking. We're, but, wa- we're watching weird stuff, man. It's not the worst movie that we've watched in a theater. I'm trying to find it, but they're local. They're local boys. The guy was from Seattle, yeah. and uh, I, you know, shot here in Washington. I'm trying to find the trailer. Yeah, I'll always watch anything <laughs> shot up here locally. I think it's fun. Did you ever end up? I can't remember if we talked about it when I was on last. Did you ever watch They Reach? That was the the local kind of horror movie that they made. No, I don't like horror movies. <laughs> oh, okay, well, it's like it's like a horror movie, but it's not like a it's like an, a throwback horror movies where it's a kids on an adventure and oh, yeah. it's all it's all shot locally. It, it was a fun one. I would I would recommend that one. Filming Especially locations, see some landmarks. Oh yeah, Yelm, Washington. I remember Yelm. I used to live out in Roy. And How was that? <laughs> I used to live out in Roy. Um, there's a rodeo. And rodeos are fun. I like rodeos. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole other story of my life. But yeah, that was uh, yeah, that was it was a time when I lived out there. I mean, you just live out in the boonies. You're just out in nothing. And Yelm still. I don't know how Yelm is now. I don't know if it's a bustling city, but I still know that they still have the cult out there. So they reach. Yeah. See, it's an adventure horror, Scott. In 1979, yeah, I'm, I'm watching it right now. A young girl Suck stumbles up, upon Scott. a possessed tape player. Nice. She unknowingly unleashes a demonic entity that haunts her family while slowly dragging the small town of Clarkston to hell. Yeah, I'm in. This looks fun. Right. Right. That's it. My my favorite moment in it. There's a a library in it, but it's it's actually King's books. But the character in it, she's like a pot smoking librarian, and it's just like smo- so quirky and strange that it's like a really funny standout in it. And like the the friend in it, her name's Cheddar, which <laughs> I I can't even remember if it's that she likes cheese, but she's just called Cheddar. It's there's a lot of good charm to it. Damn it! Now I'm gonna watch that one too. Yeah, we're gonna uh, watch yeah. that tonight. I think. Yeah, maybe. If, uh, if Bob's Burgers not new. <laughs> <laughs> oh my loyal. god uh there's some things i wanted to bring up uh before we get out of here um chase you're more than welcome to still bs with us but i wanted to do a, a reminder to everyone to check out um chase on the social media what, what's your uh twitter name again i don't want to say it can you not say it yeah <laughs> okay okay hold on hold on hold on hold on you can find him at eclectic hutch 
There we go. Yes! That's fine. Yes! <laughs> Was it close? I mean, all right. Yes, yeah. that's that's how you say it. I made it on a whim <laughs> and then kind of just got stuck with it. Maybe someday it'll change and I'll I'll find something different well, so that you can pronounce it easier. It no, this this is not you. This is not a you problem. This is an all me problem and being a little slower from uh, our party last night. Uh, <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. That's my reality. I choose that. Um, I also I wanted, totally gotcha. Uh, seriously, thank you for all the stuff that you do. Thank you for hanging out with us and just talking about. Yeah. All of I, I genuinely wish I could stay longer, but it's technically the last couple days of Sundance, so I gotta hop back on to to get in a, a few more in. But thanks for having me. It's always it's always a fun time. Maybe someday we'll do this in person, and yes. I'll get to see your your whole setup, <laughs> and not just be in my room exactly. talking into the void. Well, at some point we'll do VR, and then we'll just be on the moon anyway, and it won't matter. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Take care, Hutch. Yeah, you guys as well. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you. And so, yeah, I wanted to talk about some other cool things um, because also, in addition to, like, Hutch, who's cool, like, I just love that he was able to, like, toss out questions to us and stuff or us toss out yeah. questions to him and him just handle it. He's cool. He's a good guy. Uh, I wish I knew more about movies. <laughs> I just, every time I say something, I feel like I'm I'm trying to brag and I'm not trying to brag. <laughs> Uh, I wanted to talk about how, um, do you remember Ziva? Um, that was a, that was a, was that the, uh, the malt liquor, the clear malt liquor? No, that was, that's Zima. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, Ziva was the hovercraft technology. Oh, yes. Okay. Because we got an email and you can send us emails, info at gritcitypodcast.com. But this came from Ziva Arrow. Uh, we got it from Steve, uh, Steve Tibbetts. And did we have him on or did we have somebody else on? We've had him on a couple of times. That's I think what I we thought. had him on in, per- on, um, in person. And then we had, um, oh, Billy on as well. I don't yeah. think Billy, you know, because they're all kind of work together through Fab Lab and stuff. So Yeah. Uh, well, we had them on to talk Ziva on a previous episode. And then they were nice enough to send us an information, uh, send us an email. Apparently, Northwest Aerospace News put them in an article, and it's talking about and showing off their uh, their aerospace craft. So it's like super cool to see them in the news and seeing what they're doing, and they're still hanging out and uh, doing all of that. Yeah, they won a grant too. Um, some kind of uh, man, I don't think I have my email on here, but uh, it's some kind of a special grant. Them and a couple of, or they were one of twenty five companies picked. Let me see if I can find it. Yeah, I just um, know that it was, it was through somebody else. It wasn't he didn't put that in his release. It was it was a different one. I read uh, like uh, the startup two, five, three or whatever. So, yeah, but it's a Tacoma, Washington business, Ziva Arrow. And I mean, check out other stuff because you can go to Ziva dot com and find out all their stuff. And it's really cool. But uh, they talk about it on one of our older episodes. So I thought that was neat. You know? Yeah, they, they won a um, WTIA founder cohort program, um, whatever that means. So. Um, kind of cool, right? Yeah, that's what they I was were, thinking. Kind of neat. And they yeah, are flying around in their right. drones one day, dude. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't know, man. I feel like that would be the same thing that I'd have to deal with with like the four X D X movie theaters, where I don't want to have to clean up on this fucking drone that just jerks me around and lands me on the side of a <gasps> thing, and then I puke inside of the thing. 
Oh, do you get car sick when you're just when you're not driving? Yep. Just even in the passenger seat. Slightly nauseous. It's not like I'm gonna vomit, but so. if it's for a longer ride, that's usually like while I'll, like when we road trip, I drove the entire time. It's just easier for us to drive until I'm tired and then just get a hotel room for a night and if we have to go farther. Because I will just I will just horf, man. You Dramamine (laughs) up? Uh, I can't take Dramamine. I haven't taken it enough. It kind of weirds me out right now. Yeah. So I haven't taken it. So when I do take it, I just get lethargic. Yeah. It's so dumb. It's so dumb. But I used to take Dramamine so I could go on uh, carnival rides over and over and over again. (laughs) (laughs) See, I don't like carnival rides at all anymore. So that's just how I uh, do it. Yeah, see, I would always get sick, so I'd just take Dramamine and then just go balls out. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to give another shout-out as well to one of our friends, Ken Carlson. He has put out his Kickstarter, which I'm linking in our Discord channel right now in the shout-outs page, because that's where those go. There, so you can get that to that as well. Hey, since you're in that page, if you uh, look up just a little bit, Cowboy has a shout out he wants in in the in your fancy voice. I see that. I see that. Perfect. All right. Okay. Um, but yeah, so Ken Carlson has a Kickstarter because he is writing. He wrote a comic called Hellbound Slant Six. I don't know what that means, but it's number one of four, a heavy metal hot rod horror comic about a woman who drives a car into hell and battles demons. Fucking right on. Ken made awesome stuff like Penny Paul Abras and Rusty the Junkyard. Oh, Roscoe the Junkyard Cat. I'm bad at this. <laughs> I could have edited that. Rusky's kind of a junkyard cat, too. Yeah, he is, isn't he? <laughs> Sorry, that was a little bit of a fucking Freudian on that. Uh, Roscoe the Junkyard Cat, which is available on Amazon. You can check that out. Um, submitted to so many film festivals. That's pretty awesome. So. Uh, Bunch of fun stuff going on with him. Posted the link to his Kickstarter. I'm going to back it once I find my credit card. Yeah, Becca was telling me about it this morning. Yep. She she was in, too. She's like, oh, we should get one. <laughs> well, yeah, we should. Yeah, get a comic book. They're fun. So a lot yeah. of fun stuff with that. Um, also in the shout-outs, you can... Uh, basically, what we use our shout-outs channel in the Discord, which is free for everyone to check out. You can go to our podcast station uh, what our uh, website you can go to our website i'm not editing this either uh you can go to our website gridcitypodcast.com and you can find our discord link which you can just listen to us on your phone while you're working sometimes while you're shopping sometimes while you're um sneaking in and out of maybe a a date night with your woman not calling anybody out just saying words and uh we got eric p who uh framed and set up the gcp posters he has he has a poster from the grit city podcast he's got it's so cool in his bar i know that's right. what i was gonna say shout out to eric p's bar dude what right? a dope ass setup right. huh? hell yeah party at eric's place once we get this all fucking figured out <laughs> Jay. you see those medals on the wall what are those like triathlon medals or something yeah i see I, oh i see like cross sticks though Is God it, damn it. those little cross medals Eric, I'm going to try to unmute you because I want to know what those medals are about. The the medals on the left are all one, like those are the ones that I liked the most out of all my medals from racing triathlon. Oh shit. 
And yeah, those are lacrosse sticks as well in the corner that I played in high school. So they just sit there. Yeah, see, now you running the stairs at the stadium makes more sense. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't, but I was like, no, no, none of our listeners ran those stairs. What are you talking about? (laughs) Right. Oh, no. That was awesome, man. Those posters are, yeah, those posters are badass. So, um, oh, that's a great idea, actually. So I'm going to have to do that. He turned out really cool looking, man. That, I love it. Like super humbling yeah. on that one, man. Just that you're posting yeah. our stuff up there. Yeah, in your house. That's awesome. Yeah. Now, as soon as I as soon as I saw him, I was like, "Oh man, like I have some blank wall space. I need to fill that up." <laughs> then, ooh, those look really cool. It's beer and whiskey. I like beer and whiskey. <laughs> right? up. That is killer. All right, there was another shout out in here. Scott referenced it before. I mentioned if you're a patron. Uh, and you post that you want me to do a cool voice shout out, or maybe just a shout out in general. I mean, because they're fun anyway. Uh, Clownvis does it right; he like charges money for it. But I, I'm not that cool yet. But no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> if, someday. Uh, but Cowboy wants a cool voice shout out, so I'm gonna do this. So this is a cool voice shout out to Major's Restaurant. They serve the best grilled chicken salad in Yakima. Fuck yes. How was that? So check out Major's Restaurant if you're in Yakima. I want a chicken salad now, though. They are good. <laughs> <laughs> no, I yeah. Thought, I thought yeah, you guys I just left. Listening. Where the fuck did you guys go? <laughs> I just wanted to let that chicken salad just sit there for a minute. <laughs> yeah. can't, can't let it sit too long. <laughs> I I want a Frugal's burger after I was listening back and we talked about Oh no, wait, no. I don't think that's on the recording. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, I thought it was. We talked about fruit oh no, yeah. Frugal. When did we talk about Frugal's? Because we were talking about the strip club. That's right. And and then I thought about Frugal's Burger, and then I thought Frugal Burger is all, it's about as close as we have to like a Miner's Burger, which is in Yakima. Fuck, I don't remember any yeah. of these conversations. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I remember that because I was wondering if you could take Frugal's into Fox's. Yeah. Like if they let oh, you take oh, a oh, bag man. of burgers into Fox's and, you know. And it, yeah, it made me hungry, man. It made me a frugal burger, burger. The burger does sound good now. Damn it. I know. So this might be a good time for us to end this podcast. <laughs> uh, we've been talking for a minute or two. And a special shout out to Chase Eclectic Hutch on Twitter. Look at that. Look at that. Eclectic Hutch. And it doesn't even matter if I say it right or wrong because Becca's amazing and she's going to uh, put in it in the notes because that's cool. Oh, God. <laughs> um. So shout out to them. Shout out to Ken for doing his cool stuff. Shout out to Ziva, not Zima, doing all that cool stuff. And, I mean, seriously, like, I don't know what we're going to do next week, but probably something fun. And we'll figure all this out. If you got some information that you want to send us, maybe you got a guest that you want to be on our podcast, or maybe someone that you want us to bring back. I know we're going to bring back Billy pretty soon. Probably. He likes us. So right. we'll see if uh, we can talk because Jeff has good ideas and he writes them down. Maybe. 
sometimes. Yeah, but we got lots of stuff. But you can send us an email, info at gridcitypodcast.com. You can also send us just a message on Facebook uh, or Twitter like or Instagram. Like, There's a lot of ways to get a hold of us because some of us are monitoring most of that. And uh, yeah, beyond that, thanks for listening. Subscribe to our shit. Uh, share, like, subscribe. I don't know. What else? Oh, thank you to our patrons, man. Yeah. Uh, that, that really, really warms my heart that the guys are uh, uh, liking the show and supporting us without you guys. Man. Yep, exactly. And uh, join our Discord because you get to see cool videos of uh, all the drones that'll make you vomit, a whole bunch of horror movies that'll make you vomit, and our drinking rules for Clownvis that'll make you vomit. We're, we're your vomit state. I'm, I'm going to stop, guys. Thanks for listening, guys, and stay gritty. We're just on trail off. You've been listening to the Grit City Podcast. Check them out at gritcitypodcast.com.